Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees rewatching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. And we're celebrating the ultimate twin movie, The Parent Trap. I disagree with this. Sorry, what now? <laughs> I, we'll get into it. Yeah, but, oh, okay. okay. I'm going to go with Joy and just give everybody the synopsis of <laughs> The Parent Trap. It's a remake of the 1961 classic film about twins Annie and Hallie, played by Lindsay Lohan, who are strangers until happenstance unites them. These girls and their divorced parents, Nick and Elizabeth, are living on opposite sides of the Atlantic, each with one child. After meeting at camp, American Hallie and British-raised Annie engineer an identity swap, giving both of them a chance to spend some time with the parent they've missed. If the scheme works, it might just make the family whole again. The movie stars Lindsay Lohan, Dennis Quaid, and Natasha Richardson, R.I.P., it was written by David Swift, Nancy Myers, and Charles Shire. And if you didn't know Nancy Myers and Charles Shire at the time of the movie, they were married. And it was directed by Nancy Myers. And if you want to watch the movie, you can watch it on Disney+. Plus. All right. But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves will give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again, the best would plan repeat, five day rental, would watch again, two day rental, okay, but nothing to write home about, and same day rental. I don't have anything fun today, so we're just gonna say garbage, <laughs> trash. Okay, Danielle, what's your YTK rating? I just want to state that this movie is a comfort movie for me, it brings me comfort, Jackie. I believe you. I don't, I don't <laughs> begrudge you that. It's a would buy it, would buy it again, Jackie. Okay. So I, Y2K was would buy it, would buy it again, but I technically did not buy it or ask for it. My mother bought it for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but stay nervous because. <laughs> okay. I do. This is Y2K, Danielle. She very much loved the 1960s version of this movie so has a special place in the heart all right if we're rewinding back to this movie came out in i think 98 Mm -hmm. the budget for the movie is 15 million dollars and domestically it made over 66 million dollars and worldwide over 92 million dollars it opened at number two in the box office number one at the time was saving private ryan so it did pretty damn well nice yeah and you know Lindsay lohan this was her movie debut she was only 11 years old and the bitch deserved an oscar award she had everybody thinking she was a twin at the time but did she know did she i really thought she was a twin when I found out she wasn't, I was shocked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I was very impressionable. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's jump in. We're on a cruise ship. We're cruising on the Queen Elizabeth II. And it seems like the parents met on the cruise ship, then got married on the cruise ship. 
Am I confused in this? The timeline is fuzzy. <laughs> I, I say this because like there are things that they say in this in throughout the movie that just don't the math is not mathing. You know what I mean? Like what's what's really going on here? And like there's a lot of things that bug me. Like, why did y'all break up? You know, like what what, what, because they what, got married on a fucking cruise ship and then realized they live on two different continents. <laughs> and did she get pregnant like immediately? That night, baby girl, that night. And that's the only thing that makes sense to me. I don't because know. Because like the, the, the credits go 11 years and nine months later, like <laughs> after the cruise. So, yeah. So I think they, this is what happened. <laughs> Tell us. So Elizabeth, Lizzie, she afraid of that flying, right? She don't want to fly. Nick said, I'm a rich vineyard boy. I'm going to be on this boat too. And then they (laughs) saw each other and were like, oh, hey. And they were like, we need to be passionately in love and get married on this boat right now, right here. (laughs) And they did. And then they went back to their suite and was like... (laughs) And next thing you know, Lizzie is married with a baby on the way. But it's not one baby, it's two. She having twins. Apparently, Chessie was a part of, like, I don't know if they hired her. Knowing that they were going to have babies? I feel like, okay, I'm confused because it feels almost as if she knew Nick before Mm-hmm. Nick came back married with with babies because there's an exchange between Lizzie and Chessie later where she's like oh I don't know if you remember me but like I'm confused by that because if she was hired as the nanny then I would guess Lizzie would have had a huge part in hiring her, her. so why yeah. wouldn't you remember her so my guess is that she's been on staff with Nick for a little while and just became the right. nanny yes that's my thought process it's all very fuzzy all of it and the math ain't math but we're <laughs> we trying to you know fix these holes in the plot during this time when the credits are rolling it does say and introducing Lindsay lohan so nice. this is her first movie uh, and then there's also like the camera zooms in as they're drinking this wine together after they are married so they're special wine (laughs) (laughs) which will become more relevant later in the story but i think the synopsis of this movie really should just be two terrible parents thank you (laughs) yeah i the funny thing is i watched this with my mom and i looked at her and i said could you have babies and say okay well this one goes with you i choose you (laughs) There's no way you're not taking one of my babies. You're not. And then I just magically forget that baby exists. So I have another question. The whole movie connects because of this photo that's torn in half, right? Uh So we see the photo being taken on the cruise ship (laughs) with what appears to be a camera from the 1900s. (laughs) Why? We're in 1986 if you do the math. We got like point and shoot 35 millimeter cameras. Why we, why we got a flashbulb, Danielle? 
the Why? Bay method. <laughs> That's going to be my answer. I don't know. I think I'm glad was- you're coming with me on some of this because <laughs> look, just because a movie is your comfort movie and you, it has a special place in your heart. Doesn't mean that you didn't have to take leaps and bounds to get over some of the plot holes. Okay. I All might as well holes. be this giant Superman. plot hole. That is this movie. <laughs> There are blind spots everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this um, plot is Swiss cheese. <laughs> but one thing I do want to state is that yes, the math is a math in, but Andy and Hallie are living that white privilege life. You know what I mean? Oh, a hundred percent. And it's like I'm trying to dad owns a vineyard in Napa and mom is a fashion designer and she designs wedding dresses for a living. Right. Which we all know that she probably got that career because daddy or granddad or grandfather rich as hell i don't know what he does <laughs> but he looks real rich with that pipe and a smoking jacket <laughs> yeah so you know he's been bankrolling the whole situation and nick didn't just come up with that vineyard that's like third generation money right there yeah. you know so they're past rich i think they're at the pe- precipice of wealthy yeah hundred percent yeah to own a vineyard in napa yes yeah okay well we're present day 11 years and nine months later they got it on and got knocked up real quick anyway continuing on (laughs) we see camp walden for girls it's fucking chaos. There are children everywhere. There is no order. Janice from Friends is trying to yell at people and nothing's <laughs> happening. It is pandemonium. Apparently this camp is based on a real camp, a girls camp that exists in Denmark, Maine. So it's an existing camp. So you can go there if you want to relive your parent trap dreams. I'm good. <laughs> Hallie is the one that was snatched by Nick and (laughs) so she has an American accent and she is looking for her duffel bag and there's this whole exchange about how like you got to snatch your duffel bag real quick or other shit gets piled on top of it and then she needs help from another girl and she's like you help me we cool we friends we gang now yeah I like how both set of girls got their click immediately but that's just like how easy it was when we were young we did not pick friendships because we had things in common we picked friendships out of proximity (laughs) you were there you're in my gang now and and that is exactly true jackie proximity you sat behind me in class we friends now clark and conley they were close together on the (laughs) roster (laughs) automatic friendship so we see a limo pulls up and Annie gets out and Martin the butler flew all the way from England just to drop Annie off at camp. Am I getting this right? Did he get a vacay while she was at camp? Well, so he had I nothing mean, else not to do. Let the minor fly across the seas by herself. I get that. But like, does he now just get eight weeks off or however long camp is? Because like his whole job is to watch her. It seems no, there was a driver. He's a for the car. Well, I, first of all, it wasn't a limo. I think it was a town car. And I, think it yeah they just had a driver pick him up from wherever and take so them. we had to immediately fly back home 
I don't know what he did with his time. He got it. <laughs> Maybe he pulled out his speedo. He was swimming for a few days. I don't know. Did have a banana hammock at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Martin drops Annie off. They have this fancy secret handshake. Which apparently the actor who played him, Martin, and Lindsay Lohan came up with it together. It took him about an hour to learn. So, and they still remember it to this day, which I think is cute. It's a, it's a pretty intricate. It is an intricate handshake. (laughs) You are correct. (laughs) So Annie is dressed very smartly. She's very posh in her like, (laughs) in her plaid little skirt and jacket. And Martin gives her a deck of playing cards and is pretty much like, I guess hustle all these bitches pretty much (laughs) i love again we're bringing up their parenting style they are very good parents that both sets of twins know how to hustle people for their money Mm -hmm. playing poker illegal poker great grandfather taught annie well i guess nick taught hallie unless chessie did i don't know somebody in that house is teaching that child how to hustle people There's a short scene where they're in the mess hall and the counselor, Janice from Friends, I'm just going to call her. She's like, here, do you want this food? And it was strawberries. And so Hallie's like- it was Marva who did it. It wasn't Janice from Friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it was was Janice from Friends' mom in the- Marva, I think is her name. So she's like, hey, do you want some strawberries? And Hallie's like, no, thanks. I'm allergic. And she turns around and walks away. And then Marva turns to her other side and there's Annie, but she's not like looking at her. She's just kind of like serving children. And she's like, hey, do you want strawberries? And Annie's like, no, thanks. I'm allergic. And Marva is very confused. There's lots of random confusion in this movie (laughs) based on the twins before they realize they're fucking twins. Right. The twins are twinning those like those very easy laughs i guess you're trying to get yeah like oh my god i just saw double (laughs) (laughs) so now we are settled into camp and we're doing camp activities like fencing okay so a a lot of articles talk about like just how unrealistic a lot of the skills that these or activities and things that these girls like but these are wealthy bitches these are rich girls so yes fencing doesn't seem out of the realm of of disbelief neither does riding horses i don't discount that i discount fencing at fucking camp (laughs) but again wealthy wealthy there was a child who was Lindsay lohan's little brother that apparently didn't know it was a girls camp and he just showed up and he's like why all these girls here but he stayed like the amount of random shit <laughs> i'm the fencing would have wouldn't have been as weird it's the flips it's the back flips off trees it's it's like wait are you gymnastics like this is a little bit crazy now at this point that part is just too much yeah oh and that part was just too much <laughs> not wait that for it part. Not just that part. Wait till the isolation cabin, Danielle. (laughs) (laughs) No, there are other parts that just make no sense. Like how do a bunch of little tiny girls get 
big ass beds on the roof of a house mm-hmm. by themselves. Yep. Yeah. Like why why couldn't the pranks be just a little scaled down? Hmm? Yeah. Like the whole decorating the bunk with all the gooey stuff, right. that seems reasonable. But well, is it because you know is everybody sleeping heavy at night? Like there's gotta be one light sleeper that would have heard that. There's no way. This is true. I'm just saying accessibility and capability of doing it, <laughs> not the the soundness of the sleepers in the cabin. <laughs> yeah. And just the the level that things escalated so quickly. Okay. It was, they were pissed. And the reason why the fencing scene works and why they chose fencing is because you have to wear a fucking mask. Right. And so they didn't know until the end of it. And they're just like, you look like me. Not like you're a fucking carbon (laughs) copy of me. This shit's fucking weird. Right. And I I think it was, which one's the one from America? Hallie? Hallie. So Hallie was like real savage with the way that, you know, Annie was just like, oh my God, look like, your eyes are too far apart. She went hard. She went hard. She also does not have a like California accent. She's straight East Coast with her accent, which Mm -hmm. makes sense because I believe Lindsay Lohan is from like New Jersey or something. So I wasn't buying that California shit. And then Annie goes, well, the difference between us is I have class and you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, I've never asked a British person how her accent ranks in. It sucked. (laughs) It did not sound great to these ears. (laughs) Again, Y2K did y'all thought this girl's on to something. I'm glad you were young and impressionable. <laughs> I, just, I just said, this girl deserves an Oscar. You know? <laughs> when the nominations came out that year, I was very upset. I don't see Lindsay's name. It was like Anna Paquin, the piano level of excellence. <laughs> Above. Yeah. <laughs> It hasn't been a better performance yet since. <laughs> this is peak cinematic excellence. excellence. 100%. <laughs> Give Lindsay her goddamn flowers. Shit. I, will do I respectfully double-tick. disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now they're playing poker in the bunk and... Annie's handing everyone their ass. And all of a sudden, here walks in Hallie oh, which, with can't. sunglasses. What? <laughs> you can't forget Bad to the Bone was playing in the <laughs> <Yes>. background. <laughs> Bad. As she walks in with her sunglasses on, smacking. <laughs> uh, homie, don't play that sock full of change. <laughs> I'll take a whack at it. (laughs) I could probably, it's sad how many of these lines I know by heart. That's okay. When we get to sky high. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay. 
so the the stakes are the loser has to jump in the lake naked which again why okay and to come from a female director I feel less uncomfortable about that one because they don't show anything no they don't and also it's all but it doesn't but it doesn't need to be in there no they could have done something else like I just don't know any kids who go to nakedness as a dare or a punishment yeah so so Annie thinks she's one she has a straight and Hallie pulls out a royal flesh which I read like the odds of the those two hands happening are like (laughs) You could win the lottery like 10 times over before you would ever have those two hands in a a poker game. But that's the magic of the parent trap, baby. (laughs) Why'd you get really close to the camera? (laughs) Has to bring in the effects. Danielle with the practical effects on this episode. (laughs) And then after Annie jumps into the lake, they grab her clothes like, fucking bitches that was not part of the bet and see this is how things just escalate and that's when it escalates is she was fine she was like yep i'm gonna honor the bet that we agreed to and then when that shit happened she was like it's fucking so annie is the one who essentially started the gang war exactly (laughs) west coast versus east coast yes as you had mentioned there are beds on the roof and then so that was annie's gang and then hallie's gang sneaks into annie's bunk at night and they've got honey they got molasses they got chocolate syrup they got feathers on the fan where the hell did they get this shit they must have busted into the pantry. But bulk status, not even just lit, like. Yes, a bucket full of chocolate sauce. Ugh. Oh, that, that would have made me hurl. But apparently it was real chocolate that was used to dump on Marva Sr. and Marva Jr. as they entered the cabin. And I think Lindsay had to film that scene quite a bit of time because they just said that there wasn't enough molasses on her feet which i was like through her toes yeah gross so yes there is shaving cream oil strings everywhere that go to intricate pulley like rube goldberg apparatus (laughs) i don't know yeah what it's like a rube goldberg machine like mousetrap where like this hits this and then it does this gotcha 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 I learned you something today. I did, because I don't know what the fuck that is. (laughs) Did not know. And apparently, I'm not sure if it was Lindsay Lohan or her stand-in. They had to wear a needle in their hair on the top of their head so that when that balloon fell, it it would be, you know, like, it would burst. I was like, I don't know who the hell I would say yes to putting a damn needle in my hair. (laughs) but you know so there's a surprise inspection so Hallie is trying to keep Marva and Marva Jr. out and Annie comes to the door and she's like I don't know what she's talking about it's quite all right you may come in (laughs) 
And that's about as good as Lindsay Lohan's fucking British no, accent no, was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree. That <laughs> yours was awful. <laughs> that's how Lindsay Lohan was that bad. <laughs> so Marva walks in, and that's when the chocolate sauce is dumped on her and Marva Jr., aka Janice from Friends. So now they're in trouble. And it's kind of like, it's Annie and Hallie did it. No one else is in trouble. Really? Right. Like, they both had gangs, but no, we're going to set you two privileged, spoiled twins that apparently can't see. We're going to make you go sit in an isolation bunk. Now, the isolation bunk in the original movie was kind of worn down. I think that was, yeah, I think they had one at camp. I gotta go watch that movie again. I, from what I believe is in my brain, is that it was like a shack. It wasn't as nice, but it seems like they just got a nice bunk <laughs> by themselves. So what what I have to do to just get a bunk with only one roommate <laughs> is just fuck some shit up. Is that what you're telling me? Okay. I believe so. Sounds like a plan, Stan. So now they're fighting over stupid shit like the light on because I mean. Granted, Annie's actually writing in her journal and Hallie's flipping the light off on this bitch. Like, really? I mean, really, Annie's, bitch? Annie's really? started the gang war, so I can't <laughs> have real much, a whole bunch of empathy for her. And now it's raining and the window's stuck. And so Annie goes over and helps. And that kind of is the turning point in their relationship <laughs> is a fucking stuck window. <laughs> Hey, <sighs> twins, you know, magazines blow all over and Leo is ruined. They're all like tiger beat the tear out I, pictures I, of heartthrobs. I give Annie props because she's like, who's Leo? A hundred percent. Agreed. I would not disagree with that <laughs> assessment of the situation. <laughs> and then Hallie has Oreos but she likes to dip them in peanut butter and everyone thinks she's a weirdo and it's disgusting. I mean, it's an interesting combination, but it's not like she's dumping them in mayonnaise or something. Like, yeah, it makes sense. And both versions, the 1961 and the 1998 uh, version feature product placement from Nabisco. It was the Oreos in 98 and Fig Newtons in 1961. So they kind of... We're like, remember that partnership we had 20 years ago? <laughs> can we can we do something new and exciting with that? And then this is where if not recognizing that you look fucking the same was not enough. <laughs> they talk about their birthdays and she's like, oh my gosh, it's October something. I didn't October, write October 11th. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so they're like, oh, my birthday is October 11th too. Isn't that just the weirdest thing? Bitch, you're, you're fucking sisters. <laughs> that should have been like, this is when Ken and I looked at each other and, I, and he's just like, they're the dumbest girls ever. Look, I mean. No, it's just, no, I mean, there is no yes, justification. Yes, yes. There is, there's justification because that means you have to believe that everyone in your life has been lying to you. And that's a hard thing to digest. That you've lived 11 years on this earth, your mother lying to you, your grandfather's lying to you, even, even Martin is lying to you. 
Jet Chessie's lines, your daddy lines. You come on. I I know it's like right there in their face, but it, it's just a lot of lies had to be taken place for you to be at this point. And then, okay, let's say this is my twin. They're just randomly at the same camp as me. What the fuck is happening? It's a lot for an eleven-year-old to digest. But they they pull it together. Well, and also. Three years after they filmed the movie, Lisa and Walter coincidentally had identical twin boys who were born on October 11th, the same day as Helly and Annie. It's so crazy. That's Chessie, correct? Yeah, Chessie. Yeah. And there are two bright spots in this movie. It is Chessie and it is Lizzie. And I will die on that hill. Oh, so birthday is the same. Oh my gosh. That's such a coincidence that we look the same and our birthdays the same, but we can't possibly be related. And and Hallie, Hallie, where's your where's your mother? Oh, I don't, I don't have, have a mom. mom. <laughs> where's your dad, Annie? I don't have a dad. That's hmm. curious. Do you have a picture of your mother? All I have is this picture of my my dad caught me with and it's like cut down the middle that's so weird because actually they say actually how many times 28 times in this fucking movie a lot 23 times actually that's really actually really weird actually because (laughs) I actually have a photo of my father that actually is torn as well Oh my God, actually me too. Let me go actually get mine and we can actually put them together and see if they're the same actually picture, actually, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And then the pictures come together. (gasps) Flicko puzzle piece. Oh my God. The Queen Anne too. (laughs) Do you know what this means? Wait, do you know what this means? (laughs) We're like, related (laughs) no we're like totally twins (laughs) end scene (laughs) oh man and then they have fucking lockets and i wrote old switcheroo i don't know if that was in my brain or if they said it was an old switcheroo (laughs) I just want to know if there's actual legal precedence to this kind of bullshittery that is their custody agreement because it'll make no sense to me. I don't I don't think so. They're just terrible, horrible parents that have put their children unknowingly through horrible trauma that they will spend years unpacking in therapy. Yeah, because I just feel like any twin that's been separated that I've seen in any kind of documentaries or anything, they always say that they feel like something has been missing this whole time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as soon as those girls laid eyes on each other, they would have known. They wouldn't mm-hmm. have fought it. They would have been like, uh, bitch, where you been? Yeah. And once they get in them teen years, the amount of fucking resentment towards those parents is gonna kick in hard and i just want to know like did they both just say okay i'm gonna take a kid no were they paying each other child support no i think they were just like rock paper scissors okay we each got one deuces and there was talks in 2019 about doing another version of this movie and i'm just like if y'all do this again 
we got to come up with something better than this shit because like I think the only thing that makes sense hear me out you know I love to like make up a new plot I like the sister sister approach which was so their mother died Mm -hmm. and they had to go up for adoption and then two separate people adopted them adopted the kids but where I would take a spin on it, it it would be two two people that were previously married and got divorced and decided to go like adopt Mm -hmm. on their own and then one of the girls is in one city and then the other parent moves to that city or back to that city and then they enroll in school and they find out that they're twins the school calls the parents and say oh my god we have an incident at the school y'all got twins (laughs) they come in and they're like bill mary and then they have to figure it out (laughs) just saying that way it's not like you disney where's danielle's money (laughs) run me my check mofos (laughs) i'm just saying now they're gonna pull an old switcheroo and so hallie is going to fly to england to meet her mother and annie is going to go back to napa to meet her father and then eventually after a couple of days, I guess they're going to be like, surprise, yeah, I'm the I wrong fucking twin. I was like, I don't think they, I, they don't, they didn't think this through. They didn't think it through, but no, but here we are. So now they're preparing. Annie has real long hair. So she has to get a, a little haircut because Hallie has shoulder length hair. Right. And so they have to be the so, same. So now these kids are not only fencing experts, poker sharks, they they know how to climb and move heavy objects, but now they are hairdressers and they know how to pierce the mirrors. Yeah. I'm telling you, they got some skills. And actually, actually, <laughs> uh, Lindsay Lohan pierced her own ears specifically to do this movie. She went to professional, everybody. Just if you... <laughs> yeah, she didn't do her own. Yeah, but you know, in the UK, they cut the the ear piercing scene out so that it wouldn't kind of encourage. Yeah, encourage kids to go do this like on their own. Not America. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, let us show you exactly how to do it. You'll need a needle an ice cube and an app. And they also have to study each other's families. They have dioramas of their house. So they know where to go in and like know where to go. And it's like, this is grandfather. He lives with us and we have tea at this time. And it's just like all the little things that they'll have to know about one another's lives, which is also like, as you're learning, that's like, I've missed out on so fucking much. Right. Like, I should know this, and I don't because my parents are assholes. I do like that they made sure both of the kids were rich because if one of them had been poor, like house swap or wife swap, yeah, it'd have been like, what in the hell? That well, and it it takes two. One of them was poor, so Mm -hmm. yeah, one of them was an an orphan, Orphan, yeah. 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 Since you brought it up, the <laughs> whole time I watched this movie, all I, was, I could think <laughs> was 
It Takes Two is a far, far superior movie in every single way. You got Kirstie Alley. I know she's a crazy bitch in real life, but I she's very endearing in movies. You got Steve Gutenberg. Like you got the Olsen twins. It's just, it's so much better. At least my Y2K memories of it is way better. So I place them separately in my mind. I try not to compare them. They are the same damn movie. I'm not going to lie. But Nancy Meyer, Nancy Meyer's aesthetic, my bougie self always loves it. Always. Sorry. <laughs> not sorry. Okay. Well, now they're saying goodbye. And they do this weird fucking thing that I hate. <laughs> Which is the crossing of the arms and the crossing of the fingers. It's so supposed stupid. to be cute. I don't it's know. So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> it's not cute. I hate it. I don't even think about that. So I like okay. So what? now they go. Hallie, pretending to be Annie, arrives at Heathrow. Martin is there to pick her up. So this is her first challenge is to nail the handshake and she does so he's like okay let's go along home i love annie's luggage by the way a class <laughs> want it and she walks in and she meets grandfather for the first time and she this was a very sweet scene where she was she was kind of staring at him and he's like in his like office or study or whatever and he's like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm making a memory and you smell like peppermint and uh, pipe tobacco. Yeah. What That was really sweet. And just a small thing, like when she walks into the front, there's that hallway and it's orange. The, the set director guy had to kind of convince Nancy Myers to paint it orange because, you know, bitch love white. <laughs> And he said, no, no, it's going to look really good. And with, with Lindsay Lohan's red hair, it just like looked really good. I just wanted to put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> and now Annie meets, or I'm sorry, Hallie meets mom for the first time. And I didn't catch Lizzie's name until way long further into the movie and so all my notes just say and mom like it was nick <laughs> and mom but she hugs mom for the first time she's crying she's so happy and then martin busybody walks in is like oh there's this nasty thing you brought home with you on accident and it's hallie's childhood it's, stuffed animal it's your puppy bear. it is and i was like that is poly yes I fully admit I have <laughs> a 35-year-old bear. His name is Polly, and I sleep with him every night because he prevents me from, like, snuggling with other people <laughs> in the bed that don't like to be touched while sleeping, aka Ken. <laughs> <laughs> well, another cool, well, another cool connection to the Olsen twins is that Liz, you know, Lizzie Elizabeth James is her name, the and she's a designer and the Olsen twins have their own line of clothing and it's called Elizabeth and James and it's named after their siblings, but I just see a special connect there. And who is the Elizabeth part named after? Elizabeth Olsen. Who is? Scarlet Witch. 
Yes, Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen Twins' younger sister, plays Wanda, aka Scarlet Witch, in the MCU. So if she looked kind of familiar, that's why. <laughs> if you didn't know that factoid by now, I don't know where you've been. I feel like so many people do not make that fucking connection. I think they really think the Olsen twins were like the only siblings in that family. Yeah. I had no idea until we did this episode that Lindsay Lohan's brother was that little boy. I know about her sister, but I totally didn't know didn't know about her brother. Yeah. So now Hallie is kind of just hanging out with mom. Mom has to go to a fashion shoot. So they're walking. They walk across Abbey Road and do like the Beatles pose. And then they get to the photo shoot and she finds out that she's a bridal designer. She designs wedding dresses. And then there's like this really weird scene where the veil's not working. When has a veil never not worked? They're all pretty much the same. I think the veil was covering the detail of the back of the dress. So Hmm. it's like without the veil, it didn't give it that bridey look. But with the veil, it was really, you know, taking away from the dress. So they had the genius idea to put a white top hat, but it still covered the back of the dress. So it's like, like, just get a different length veil. You can get shoulder length veils. I don't know. Lizzie, you didn't design right. If you didn't design a veil that goes with the dress that you want to see the detailing in the back. The dress was beautiful though. It was. Also, Vera Wang actually designed the wedding dresses that were seen in Elizabeth's store in London. I knew that a mile away. I'm like, I those are Vera I, Wang dresses. <laughs> I never knew that. Didn't I, I just knew I was like, oh, these dresses are pretty. Should have put two and two together. Yeah. Oh, and the way Hallie like approaches her mom about her dad to kind of start putting the thought in her brain is she says something about the F word and Lizzie's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, oh, my father. I'm like, that was a weird segue into a discussion about your dad, Hallie. Yeah, I just think it's weird that the kids hadn't asked a bunch of questions about their parents because they're not dead. So to know your parent is alive. And so we just not going to talk about it. And Lizzie's literally like, Oh, we met on an ocean liner. Like, he lives in Napa. Huh? What? Like, you mean (laughs) I could go and meet him? Yes. (sighs) They didn't think this through. Like, what did they think was going to happen when these kids were asking? See, it's one thing. No, it's all fucked up. (laughs) now you've let this child grow up without another parent and you've separate twins it's like the worst fucking thing you could do yeah well let's meet chessie the one of the bright spots of the movie yeah so now we see nick has picked up annie who is playing hallie she has to do an american accent obviously and she says something about a horrid habit. And he's like, what, what the fuck are you talking about, child? <laughs> like, and then he's, he literally is like, did I send you to summer camp or finishing school? Like, right. what's with this this language that's and happening this here? this should have clicked 
in his head. Who else British. do I know that's British? <laughs> These, I mean, I don't know if they took some fucking amnesia pills when they switched these children. But come on now. And Annie is very excitedly just like talking to Nick and every sentence she ends with dad. And he's like, why are you calling me dad? And she's like, I just missed you so much. I just want to. That was annoying. But I mean, she was triggered because she hadn't like ever seen him. It was her first time talking to him. She was excited and she wanted to use the word dad because she never got to like. I get it. Anyway. (laughs) Now we see Chessie. Chessie is the caretaker. It seems like she kind of runs the household. Yeah. She, she cooks dinner. I don't know if she cleans or anything, but like she takes care of Hallie and she kind of makes sure everything's running smoothly at the house. And Nick is a vineyard owner in Napa. And as Meredith points out later, he makes millions. So he is very well off. He has this estate with like a a gate with his name over it and stuff as they drive into the vineyard. And I don't remember the dog's name. The dog starts barking at Annie because she's not Hallie. And I wrote the dog. He knows. So the dog, every time he's around Annie, he starts barking because he knows it's not the right person. And Chessie's just like, did he forget you? And and Annie's just like, oh, I I don't know. I don't know what's up with that dog. And so dad is kind of like, well, when you get settled, come down. There's someone I want you to be. Oh, it's Sammy is the dog, by the way. Oh, thank you. And also Chessie is making chili and cornbread, Hallie's favorite. And Annie's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. So now we are introduced to Mer- Meredith Blake. So Y2K, <laughs> Danielle really hated that bitch. <laughs> Older Danielle. Tell me. <laughs> okay. The way she was with the children, I did not like. But her trying to get her bag, I ain't mad at it. She she dressed nice. She was a bad bitch. And she was trying she had to get a plan the, with her mommy and daddy. She had <laughs> a plan. And you know what? It's not a plan that is not so far out of reach that I see a lot of people doing this. You know what I'm saying? So so when I was watching the movie with Ken, I turned to him and I said this is going to be a Taylor Vaughn situation where Danielle is not going to see anything wrong with Meredith Blake's situation in life. (laughs) So I saw this coming a fucking mile away. I'm just saying (laughs) the motivations. Now, am I, am I Meredith Stan? No, I am not. Because (laughs) I think the way that she talked to those children was out out of pocket it was really bad like if you're really trying to get this bag you you gotta play the game you better play the long game with these kids so she really fucked herself over with that and she 
the actress, I mean, she did a fantastic job. I can't yes. say anything bad about her performance. Her name is Elaine Hendricks, and she was actually called in last minute to audition. Yeah. Uh, they really wanted her for the role. And when she came in for her second audition or to read with Dennis Quaid, she dressed to the nines. And even he was like, he mouthed, oh my fucking God. Because <laughs> she was the embodiment of this character. So. I give her props. And obviously the lady from It Takes Two was her predecessor. But yeah, she she did the damn thing. So we see Meredith. She is sunning by the pool, but she's like got a box hat on, the full white, <laughs> like just past the knee, a like straight that dress. dress. Was- that dress was beautiful. The way that the silhouette went, especially around the arms, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a pure circle. It was kind of like this almost triangle thing. And then how it had like a peekaboo pleats in the front. Oh, mm-hmm. Classic. <laughs> and so Annie comes out, she's going for a dip and they start talking. And at first Meredith tries to like, be nice and Annie's just not having any of it because Annie in her brain is like oh shit I need to talk to Hallie because this is a wrench in the plan we were going to get mom and dad back together now he's got this floozy that we have to deal with like there's some shit going down and so she cannonballs and splashes Meredith and Meredith is none too pleased no but the reveal of Meredith's face when she when the the music and then she lifts her head. It was top notch, <laughs> top notch direction there. Yeah, Annie is a little bit of a firecracker. She's the one who's starting most of the shit. If you think about it, I feel like it was equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meredith again was not playing the long game properly. And then she starts making shit up and like just feeding Meredith this bullshit. Like, oh, you're number twenty nine. It's like, excuse me? And she's, oh yeah, your dad's 29th girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. And so just trying anything to throw her off her game. Oh, and this is where she calls Annie or calls Hallie and is code red. We got shit's, shit's happening over here. We need some help. And, and Hallie's like, yeah, Hallie's like, I'm not ready to switch back I want to spend more time with mom and he's like I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation here yeah and Hallie just takes a piece of candy wrapper pretends she's having (laughs) some issues with the phone connection and she hangs up on her sister Yeah. yeah oh but she does say just sabotage her yeah take care of this why are you calling me (laughs) so you get to chill with mom in england and i have to sabotage dad's new relationship so that hopefully we can get them back together it's a little one-sided here (laughs) yeah i do hope that if they do a remake that it's the mom who has a boyfriend and not the dad Mm -hmm. that would be a nice little difference so is this a point where hallie goes riding with her dad And he tries to ask her what she thinks of Meredith. I I think that was earlier. And Annie's just refusing to even entertain. She (laughs) she gallops away from him. She's like, no, we're not having this conversation. And then dad is like, 
hey, I need to see you come to my office, which is the wine cellar. How she knew that, who knows? But prior to that, Chessie's kind of standing there and she's kind of questioning her, like, who who are you calling at midnight? Yeah. And she's like, oh, <laughs> it was my friend in New York. And she's like, well, well, New York's only a three hour difference. And then Andy's like, well, well, she, she's, she's vacationing in England. No, she said Bora Bora. The the way that she does it too. Yeah. And then Hallie goes, or Annie goes to go outside (laughs) and she, she pushes instead of pulls the door and Chessie's like, she ain't right. (laughs) Chessie's no dummy. Yeah. And so she's kind of connecting the dots. And so Annie goes out to see dad in the wine cellar and somehow I guess prior to this Meredith is like did you tell her what's going on blah 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 and dad's like no not yet and and then she starts talking to someone on the phone and she's like the first change I make is to send that brat to boarding school blah 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 (laughs) so we know Meredith's true intentions now right because Meredith sees herself in this child which is Mm -hmm. a bad thing because we know Meredith is a bad seed so it's so crazy she even makes herself nervous Mm -hmm. yeah and so Annie's talking to dad and he's like hey Meredith's gonna come with us on our annual camping trip and she's like annual camping trip and he's like yeah remember we go camping every year (laughs) right before school starts she's like oh yes 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 slip my mind and so oh I guess this is when they're horseback riding oh okay and so then he starts trying to tell her that he and Meredith are engaged and she does not want to hear whatever he has to say. And so she just takes off back to the house (laughs) and she's trying to come up with a plan. She's in the house now. She's trying to come up with a plan and she's talking to herself and she has a British accent and Chessie walks in and Chessie's just like, when, when did, when did you get an accent? Like what's happened? (laughs) And then, and then Chessie's kind of like, it's almost as if and and Annie goes almost as if I'm Annie and Chessie's crying I love this scene where she's just so happy and she's like I haven't seen you since you were born in the hospital and apparently this scene took 73 takes to get right when she first finds out that it's Annie I couldn't the level of commitment yeah (laughs) 73 takes that's a lot yeah that's a lot And so now Annie's talking to dad and she's like, I've always wanted a sister. And he's like, no, no, that's not, we're adding her to the family, but not as a sister. And she's like, oh, so you're not going to adopt Meredith? And he's like, no, I'm going to marry her. And then she starts yelling in French and he's like, what the fuck did you learn French? Dad is so fucking oblivious. I feel like dads can be oblivious like that when there's a mom around but when you're like the full-time parent like come on bruh maybe because Chessie was around to do everything maybe I I think that's a red flag when your child is speaking French and you know you didn't give her French lessons and so she kind of flails out of the room and Nick looks at Chessie and Chessie goes don't look at me I don't know anything (laughs) she's just like not saying shit. So now Meredith is a, a red BMW convertible. Is she playing parents just don't understand? Yes. <laughs> 
I just needed confirmation of that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And she goes and she's kind of snuggling up on Nick and sitting in his lap. And she opens this fucking box and pulls out a tiny bell (laughs) and rings the bell for Chessie. And my blood pressure went through the fucking roof. I was like, how dare you ring a bell at the wonder that is Chessie, you whore. (laughs) I was very indignant about that fucking bell. But Nick should have stopped that right away. Like, he should have been like, no, we don't do that here. Yeah. He just lets her. And then she's like, I like a little chest hair showing. She's unbuttoning his shirt. is very weird scene. And he didn't have any chest hair, so that made it even weirder. <laughs> it's like bare chest. So now Meredith is talking to Hallie, and she's like, hey, listen, you and I both know, at the end of the day, being young and beautiful is not a crime. And She ain't a lie. And you're no longer the only girl in Nick Parker's life, so get it. Okay, so right there, that showed me that Meredith has some fucking issues. Because if you're competing with a child, something is wrong with you. Yeah. She also, at one point, calls her, she goes, listen, puss. What? I'm sorry. What did you call her? The child? No, ma'am. Maybe she meant puss in boots. Uh, I don't think that was it. Mm-hmm. And then she casually mentions that they're getting married in two weeks, question mark. Why so fast? Timelines, Danielle. Timelines. (laughs) Same math in. So (laughs) Annie don't know what to do. So she sends Hallie an SOS, a picture of a dog that says 911. (laughs) I don't know how... That translated to dads getting married. Hurry up, bring mom here. Get your ass to Napa. We're in big trouble. But that whole scene confused the fuck out of me. So let's just talk about a few things. This is still a Disney movie. We're letting underage drinking. Mm -hmm. Because she has a sip of wine at dinner. Hallie does with mom and grandfather. And also mom gets wasted Mm -hmm. at one point. She's smoking. Like, I've never seen any Disney parents do this. I don't know how this movie got away with this. Nope. And I don't think it was necessarily in that time period, the golden age of Disney, where we got the Mighty Ducks and the alcoholism and all that stuff and heavyweights. This was a little bit outside of that. So I'm like perplexed how that that crept through. Yeah. So yeah, we see Martin. He's serving Lizzie, grandfather, and Hallie pretending to be Annie Mm -hmm. and Martin picks up a fax of the picture of the dog that says 911 he's pouring some wine and then Hallie pretending to be Annie asked the mom if she could take a sip and of course because she's a wine connoisseur growing up on the vineyard she's like giving all this like wine talk and whatever and of course nobody thinks this is weird they're super impressed and like Did you learn this at camp? What? (laughs) She falls out of her chair because she sees the facts 911 and she's like, can I get some air? What child are we letting out in these streets to go get some air? And this part confuses me because she goes to the 
pay phone. Mm-hmm. She's calling her sister transatlantic. That's a whole different kind. Like you didn't she have any collect. Money. Okay. And next thing you know, you see grandfather, we don't know it's him at first, but you see him step in front of the call box and whatever. How did he get there that fast? And Howie was running. And we know grandfather it's, wasn't running. It's it probably took a while for the collect call to go through. Mm, that that math wasn't math either. I always found that to be perplexing. If it was Martin, okay, I would say maybe he ran too, but mm-hmm. not grandfather. So I also think that both Nick and Liz are horrible parents because you've got the grandfather and Chessie who realize that these kids are not the kids before they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. neglectful suspicious <laughs> so grandfather's like where's annie and she's like in napa with my dad and so he's like okay and so they have this plan where they're going to tell mom in the morning and so the next morning she tells mom the whole story and martin's never been so happy in his entire life he's helping <laughs> her pack this is when she's smoking and she's a wreck because she's going to see Nick for the first time in almost 12 years. And again, bad parenting. She's more concerned about seeing her ex-husband after all these years instead of saying, holy shit, I just met my kid. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, my other kid is a cro-. Like the, her and- first concern should have been like, how are these kids going to be? And she allowed... Hallie to make the arrangements to go back home and meet up and swap back she wasn't immediately on the phone with Nick like hey we got the wrong fucking kids remember that thing we did and we were shitty a long time ago it's back to bite us in the ass we got to swap back yeah she's just like oh yeah Hallie you handle the details I'm gonna pack my best dress (laughs) it's Then she does this whole scene where she says to Martin, you know, Martin, you've been more than the help to me all these years. You're like a brother that I paid to to wait on me hand and foot. I want Mm. you to come with me on this trip because I can't see my husband and my child I've abandoned after 11 years. Thanks. And he's like, sure, free trip. Let me go pack my Speedo. And he knows that Hallie's lying and doesn't say shit. He knows that one day the mother's going to die and somebody's going to have to pay his paycheck. (laughs) It's just called, you know, job security, my friend. The plan is to meet at some fancy hotel in San Francisco. The Stanford. Yes. And so Annie has convinced Nick and Meredith, we're going to go and we're going to have a nice time and get to know each other as a new family. Like all of a sudden she's on board. Yeah, I would have been suspicious. And then wackiness ensues because (sighs) unbeknownst to Liz, Nick has no idea that she's coming. And also she has no idea he is engaged to be married to a woman half his age. And she shows up fucking hammered. Yes. Like she just must have been like shot, shot, shots on the airplane uh, all the way there. She said it was the first time she ever tasted vodka. And when she runs into Annie, not knowing it's, well, she knows, she thinks it's Annie, but not knowing the situation. 
And he's like, oh my God, she's wasted. And she's never had more than a glass of wine at dinner. So that's just giving us an understanding of her tolerance. Yeah. So yeah, she's two sheets to the wind. Now there's this whole wacky scene where it's all these near misses. One's coming in and someone's walking out. And eventually it culminates with the elevator is closing and Nick sees Lizzie And he kind of does this lean as the elevator Mm -hmm. is closing and that reaction leaning out of uh, the elevator and almost falling over is identical to Cary Grant's reaction to seeing the wife he believes is dead in my favorite wife from 1940. So they did a little callback there. Yeah, it's just like craziness ensues and then Liz realizes because she saw Nick in the elevator and his reaction she goes to confront her two daughters after Mm -hmm. she embraces them and Chessie and Martin who also meet for the first time Martin in his speedo (laughs) I like when Liz's reaction was like where the hell are you and then realizing oh I have allowed this man to go on his vacation and he can go swimming and whatever he wants and the kids tell her that he's getting remarried and she's Mm -hmm. like oh so y'all lied to me and fooled me or whatever then she heads downstairs to the bar where she runs into Meredith who Mm -hmm. Nick told one of them I'm not sure if it was Annie or Hallie who he thinks he's telling it's Hallie to watch out for Meredith because now he's seen Lizzie and he's trying to go find her Mm -hmm. so Lizzie unbeknownst to Meredith is Nick's ex-wife but she doesn't know that all she knows is that she's a famous wedding dress designers Designer. so mm-hmm. she's like oh my god I want you to design my dress so they meet and then Lizzie finds herself out by the pool area Nick is at the pool area he's looking at Lizzie from across the pool and gets all flustered and runs into somebody falls into the pool then he realizes oh my god both my fucking daughters are here Liz is here then he has to tell Meredith that Elizabeth James is his ex-wife and that he has twins okay so not only are you hiding this from your child and your mind, apparently, you didn't even tell the woman you're about to marry that you mm-hmm. have another kid. Like, what the fuck? This whole movie is just what the fuck. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. And then Liz is like, <laughs> hi, guess what? Our kid switched us. And so then he's embracing his daughter that he's abandoned for 11 years. And he embraces his daughter he didn't even realize wasn't there. And Meredith is pissed, as she Mm -hmm. should be. We also missed a scene where we're introduced to Meredith's parents, which is a great callback because the lady who plays Meredith's mom, Vicky, is actually the woman who played the same counterpart as Meredith in the original movie. She played Vicky as well. Oh, neat. Uh, And this scene, it's kind of like I was saying earlier where her parents are kind of in on it because she essentially tells her dad to be nice and everything you wanted for your little girl plus millions more is coming true. And so, I mean, they probably raised her to be this way. So not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised at all. And then somewhere in all of this crap that happens when Hallie is meeting Meredith outside the elevator she's singing let's get together which was a callback to the original movie so after all the pool scene happens somehow the kids convince the parents to have a family dinner 
So I don't know what Nick did to tell Meredith to stay at the hotel for him to go hang out with his ex-wife and this new kid he abandoned. And there is a yacht chartered in San Francisco Bay that they're going to have like an elegant three-course meal on. And he's like, who the fuck is paying for this? (laughs) But I mean, this plot hole was closed. Fine. Grandfather's footing the bill. But still, does grandfather want Nick and and Lizzie to get back together? I don't understand what's happening. First of all, Chessie, Martin, and grandfather, all the adults, should have been saying this arrangement is fucked up. And if you Mm -hmm. guys are fine with not seeing these children and abandoning your children, that's one thing. But I know as the grandfather, I would not be okay yeah missing out on my other granddaughter yeah at all so they all wrong for participating in this nonsense so the kids have worked really hard to recreate the queen elizabeth too where Mm -hmm. the parents met originally and had their wedding and whatnot and so they go hide and end up not eating dinner it's just dinner for two for the parents and chessie is serving them she's the waitress And then Martin is the sommelier, so he's doing the wine. (laughs) And they share a moment because it's close quarters because they're on a boat where they're kind of like face-to-face trying to pass each other in a hallway and there's like a little glimmer of something. Their their relationship is random and weird to me. I don't see the chemistry at all. No. I I honestly read both of them being gay. (laughs) Fair. I did. I don't hate that theory. Oh, and the girls tell them, sail through time, back through yesteryear. (laughs) (laughs) They're laying on real fucking thick. Well, I mean, I understand it's kids. Yeah. So yeah, it does not work. I mean, there's obviously undeniable chemistry between these people. Yeah. And they're talking about how can we arrange custody? You'll get them for Easter. I'll take them for Christmas. They're trying to work it out now. It's like, why didn't y'all do that from the beginning? Yeah, this is craziness. And it seems like the story is that Elizabeth just got mad one day, threw a Mm -hmm. blow dryer at him and just went to England and never came back. I don't know how they were. So did she grab one of the kids and then do this in the Uh, middle of the night? Just send me one of my children? Like, who... What what happened? Right, because apparently she never saw him again. So how did this arrangement happen legally? How? And and she's like, I expected you to follow after me. And he's like, I didn't know them were the rules. Like, what? You said you never wanted wanted to see me again. So I respected your wishes. You threw a fucking blow dryer at me again. Here's the, here's the math that's not making sense. I throw the blow dryer. I go pack my stuff. I pick up one of the daughters, grab Bitch, her what stuff, you doing? and then I leave. And, and then I have my lawyers call you and say, okay, you have that one daughter. I have that one daughter. We're divorced. Like, how did this happen? And did this happen in the hospital? Because Chessie said, I haven't seen you since the hospital where you were born. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so fucking confused. The math isn't mathing. Danielle, I did not expect this movie to be the most convoluted movie we've done thus far. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't add up. 
it has more plot holes than independence day does damn that's (laughs) that's saying a lot but again i love this movie so much i just look past it you can hold on to it as tight as you want (laughs) i don't so don't deny you that things don't work out as the kids planned Mm -hmm. lizzie and martin are all ready to to go back to england with annie and the girls say fuck this so they decide they're going to pretend to be each other in the same time huh but but you don't know who's who right so and and these shitty parents are like i know it's you know it's you know you don't you don't know Mm-mm. so they say to their parents you promised us a camping trip we'll go to dad's we'll have our camping trip and call it a day and so and, they- but mom has to come too right also another fucking plot hole get the fucking dog the dog will tell you which one is Haley, holly <laughs> and which one is annie that's so true think fucking smarter people <laughs> The thing is, they didn't want to, they didn't want to. Oh, deep down, deep, deep down. Yeah. So they okay. go back to the, I want to say the ranch, but it's not a ranch. It's the winery. They go yeah. back to the winery. They're getting ready, packed up to go camping. And mom has convinced Meredith that she should go instead. And so they. So fucking random. Right. Which is a, a great way mom gets out of it. And the kids are pissed, but they don't really have a choice. And they go on to torture poor Meredith. <laughs> so Meredith shows up in a crop top active wear set. If you think about it, she was rocking Lululemon style before yep. Lululemon was. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And she has this teeny tiny little backpack. Like what the fuck is she carrying with her? Not the fucking supplies. Super cute bag, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And so she has like this tiny backpack. One of the girls is carrying her Evian bottle for her because it doesn't even fit in her bag. And every time Meredith stops to take a break, one of the girls is behind her and they keep putting rocks in her backpack to like (laughs) make it heavier and heavier. And so as they're handing her her Evian bottle, they put a lizard on the bottle. And so as she takes a drink, she freaks out about the lizard. She turns around to continue on. They put the lizard in her hair, which I was like, don't torture the fucking lizard. I was not even concerned about Meredith. I'm like, she's going to squish that lizard. And then I'm going to be real mad at them girls that they killed a lizard unnecessarily. I just want to know why the lizard was in her mouth for that long. <laughs> I've always thought that to myself. My mom said the same thing. Why is why she let that lizard be in her mouth for that long? I said, I don't know. It don't make sense. But uh, this infamous scene involved three different lizards. One was real, one was a toy, and one was computer generated. The actress behind Meredith Blake said, I'll let you take a look and guess which one was which. <laughs> I'm assuming the one in her mouth was probably computer generated or a toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm letting a real lizard in my mouth. Gross. Because then I would be afraid that it tried to crawl down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> so now they are at their campsite. They're they're eating trout for dinner. Meredith is not pleased. And she's like, well, what's for breakfast? And they're like, fucking trout. We're in the middle of the woods. That's what you eat is what you catch. And then she's putting this bug spray on herself 
And she's like, I'm getting bitten up. And the girls gave me this bug spray and it turns out to be <laughs> sugar, sugar water, water, Edgar. Like, I don't understand why she trusts them at all. She, no. she knows that they're always scheming her. So why? This is what made no sense for the character because the character mm-hmm. wouldn't trust them. And she was very savvy. It wasn't yeah. like she was an idiot. She wasn't like a dumb blonde character. Like she knew her shit. And so we could see like maybe the bug stuff, but after that, like yeah. trust she, no one. Yeah. And so she'd be banging sticks trying to go to her, <laughs> her tent, which is only like two feet away. So why are you banging sticks, Meredith? And and Nick's kind of like, what are you what are you even doing? And she's like, keeping the mountain lions away. And he's like, and she's like, oh, there are no mountain lions. There are fucking mountain lions in California. I assure you. And the sticks are probably not a bad idea for mountain lions. You're supposed to make yourself real big and be very noisy. I don't know. What really pushed me over the edge was the fact, okay, so here's my question. Another thing that don't make sense to me. So was Meredith in her own tent, not with Nick? So so I think the girls could take her out of it can have the same question i'm like well maybe he's like you and just like sleeps outside in a hammock to enjoy the nature either that or granted he would have woken up but she was on an air mattress where maybe nick was just on the ground so at least they could get her out the next morning you see nick in a different in a different tent to the left versus to the right where she was okay yeah so so i guess she was in a tent by herself the only thing that made sense to me was that they were originally packed for their mom. And so it would have made sense that the mom and dad were in different tents. Mm. So that's the only thing that makes sense. Or maybe she didn't want to have to share a tent with the girls. But the girls had their own tent. I think there were, were there three, three tents? I thought there were two tents. I don't know. I can't remember. I think there was the big canvas tent and then mm-hmm. the tent that Meredith was in. Oh, maybe. So, so maybe he was with the girls in the big tent. And then she was by herself in the smaller tent. I would have absolutely killed, murdered those children if they put me in the open water. We already know I'm scared of open water as it is. So the funny part is if you see the wide shot of that river that they're on, Mm -hmm. water's flowing fucking fast. Mm. You would have been miles down river by morning. Yeah, that was pretty dangerous. Those girls needed a beating. So Meredith, of course, she wakes up in the middle of the goddamn lake and, and she jumps up scared. I don't understand why she jumps up like that, though. She's standing on there. Of course, she's yeah. going to fall. She yeah. falls. She gets out of the lake. She comes. She loses her shit on Nick. And she's like, it's either me or these kids. Of course, he's going to say his fucking kids. And she was shocked that he chose them over her. She didn't know how to play the long game. So <laughs> bye-bye, Meredith Blake. She done. They get back. And he doesn't even fucking care. When they get back, the mom's like, where's Meredith? He's like, oh, she gone. <laughs> He's like, well, she threw the ring at my head. At least it wasn't a blow dryer this time. It hurt less. <laughs> Jesus. And then the girls are like in the bed playing poker. And then the parents have their own little rendezvous. Nick takes Lizzie down to the cellar 
and shows her all the wine and he also says i'm a collector and shows her this wine bottle this bitch don't even remember Mm-mm. she's it's, like what's that he's like she's like what's this wine from our wedding i bought all the bottles you telling me you love this woman so much you bought all the wine and you ain't never try to go see her ain't never try to see your kid i think this- he was saying that there was only one bottle left but he bought it no no he bought every bottle that was left it wasn't just one Oh, I took that to mean, he said, I, I bought all bottles that were left in existence and it was the one bottle. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, the wine in question, it has a name. Most wines do not have a name, but it's where the dreams have no end. And it's a real wine, but it's not from the Queen Elizabeth II ocean liner. And Nick and Elizabeth were married in 86, but the first bottle of the label wasn't produced until 1987. So there's a little continuity or more math and not math are we surprised not really and so then in this scene they talk about this fight that doesn't make any damn sense they don't talk about what they fought about you know they talk about the blow dryers thing again and how she went back on the plane for the first time because you know she's scared of planes and he didn't come after her so we doing all this we taking the one child and running across the country to the other side of the world right for him to chase you you know how much some damn plane tickets are (laughs) it's ridiculous and then he tries to kiss her and she looks so traumatized like what happened in this marriage what happens well earlier in the day she's like where's chessie and martin and he's like they went on a picnic a day ago And so as they're about to kiss, Chessie and Martin pull up into the driveway. The lights flash into the cellar. And so they are distracted and the moment has passed. And so now it's the next day. It's raining. And Annie and mom and Martin are flying back to England. And so everyone is very, very sad. And and they kind of just say goodbye. And you're expecting some sort of like don't go or we're not leaving and they stay, but ever they leave. And so everyone continues to be sad. And then when they arrive home, Hallie is sitting in mom's office chair and they're like, how the, how, how did you get here? And she's like, oh, we took the Concord. Can we talk about wasteful dollars? We just fly. It's not even like from LA to New York. It's California to England we're just flying all over nilly willy and essentially it's like we don't want to lose you again and dad's there and Chessie's there I think and was Chessie um, there was she I I don't know I can make that part up it's wishful (laughs) thinking because she's the only one I like and so dad says I made the mistake of not coming after you once I wasn't going to do it again And, and essentially it's like are we going to live our happily ever after? And they kiss. And the last line of the movie is we actually did it. And then it's roll credits and it's pictures from the Queen Anne two where they're getting remarried. I just want to know where they ended up living. I'm guessing the vineyard because I feel like Elizabeth can have her dress. She can situation. work from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is grandpa's left in the dust. <laughs> Maybe he moved grandfather. to I don't know. And then at the very end, we see a picture of Martin proposing to Chessie as well. 
that's the only happy ending we needed <laughs> and that my friends is the parent trap the <sighs> so many fucking questions let's go through some of these factoids we missed just like the original parent trap the remake is exactly two hours and nine minutes long Lindsay lawn had to wear an earpiece so that someone could feed her the other twins lions and a body double played by Aaron Mackey was also used to give Lindsay a reference point. And also it took eight months to shoot this movie because every scene they had to shoot twice from each girl's perspective. Yeah. Cause they didn't have the technology yet. Yeah. To, which I thought this movie was seamless, but now when you go back, you can see their times when you can see the actual double. Mm-hmm. So boo to that the opening and ending sequences both feature love songs performed by nat king cole and his daughter natalie cole respectively so in the opening scene you get love that plays over nick and elizabeth's first wedding and then at the end you hear this will be an everlasting love played playing over all the photographs that's sang by natalie cole which i love both of those songs so yeah this soundtrack was fire (laughs) fire 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 And Chessie is named after a decorator who was a friend of Nancy Myers. And even Lisa Ann Walter thought she was playing someone named Jessie when she first got the role. But yes, we have been saying Chessie, C-H-E-S-S-Y the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. I always thought it was Jessie that whole time. It wasn't until more recently that I realized. But by the time this 1998 version came out, all the cast members that played adult family members in the original 1961 film had passed away with the exception of Maureen O'Hara who played the twins mother sadly she also outlived Natasha Richardson who played the mother in the remake and so if you didn't know the Natasha Richardson who played Lizzie in this movie passed away in a horrific skiing incident in 2009 yeah yeah really 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 sad she was married to Liam Neeson yeah and I think they had two sons. It was so sad. I still feel sad thinking about it every time I see a movie with her. Another weird like coincidence is that they call Meredith Corella DeVille. And so Natasha is actually from a pretty famous acting family. Her mother is Vanessa Redgrave and her sister, Jolie Richardson. Mm-hmm. She played in the live action movie, 101 Dalmatians. So with Cruella. Yeah. And some of the casting, Scarlett Johansson, Mil- Michelle Trachtenberg, Misha Barton, Jenna Malone, and Mara Wilson all auditioned for the role of the twins. And Jenna Malone was even offered the part, but she turned it down three times. I guess they didn't believe no meant no. <laughs> yeah, they actually, I think the casting director saw Misha Barton first this movie was Lindsay's to have as soon as they did open casting calls in a bunch of different cities all across the country and and once they saw her they just knew she she was it so they must have seen her after Jenna Malone said no Mm -hmm. so thanks Jenna Malone because we needed Lindsay in our life (laughs) and then for the role of Nick Parker David Hasselhoff, Richard Gere, Jeff Bridges, Kurt Russell, Patrick Swayze, Pierce Brosnan, Bill Murray, Harrison Ford, Jeff Daniels, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, Kevin Costner, John Travolta, Mel Gibson, Bill Paxton, Michael Keaton, Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, 
and Robin Williams were all considered. That oh, is an eclectic list. They were just looking for anyone for Nick Parker, I feel. Okay, so I could see Kevin Costner for sure. Uh-huh. Bill Paxton, maybe. Michael Keaton, yes. And I think that's it. But as much as I love my Harrison Ford, no. I could see Kurt Russell. Yes, Kurt Russell, I could see. Yeah. Yeah. But the rest, not, not or maybe so Pierce Brosnan yes. could have done it too. Yes. But some of them, I'm like, in what world would Adam Sandler be Nick <laughs> That's such a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's on you, Jackie. Go ahead and just, just rip the bandaid off. What is your, your current? My present theory? day rating? Yeah. As much as I want to give it a two day <laughs> rental for Chessie and Lizzie, I am giving this a same day rental. If I don't ever see it again, it'll be too fucking soon. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're too cruel, child. You not know what you say. Am I the drama? Yes, you are the villain. (laughs) I do not waver in my love for this movie. It is a would buy would buy it again i don't care in a heartbeat plot holes be damned i love this movie i support you it is my comfort movie me and serena watch it whenever we can so there we have it folks (laughs) if you guys have some some uh, knowledge on this movie thoughts if you agree or disagree with our ratings hit us up on social instagram facebook tiktok twitter youtube and let us know what you think. Uh, no more late fees. <laughs> or you can uh, give us a call at our quick drop number, 909-601-NMLF, 909-601-6653. If you are international, you can call into our Anchor FM line as well. You can leave feedback, suggest future movies, what you like, dislike, corrections, blockbuster video stories, favorite moments. Please call in. We just want to hear from y'all. Sometimes when we do this, we feel like we're shouting into a void. So it's nice (laughs) to have feedback. And so, like I said, you could be featured on a future episode. And if you love the show, please head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate it. And if you really love us and want to show us some (laughs) continual support other than listening, head on over to patreon.com slash no more late fees. You can receive exclusive content, stickers, ask me anything, polls, bonus videos, live Spotify playlists, and more. And speaking of Patreon besties, we want to give a very happy birthday shout out to Marley Thank you for all of your support, and we are so glad that we connected on TikTok, and we hope that you have a very wonderful day. And our other podcasters out there, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, currently have a podcast, we highly recommend the program Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. It is an editing program that you upload your audio slash video to. It transcribes it and you can edit the audio and video as you would a Word document. You can do searches for filler words, remove all of those ums in one easy click. I will say that it has made my editing process so much easier. It is well worth the subscription. Go to our link tree and click on our affiliate link. So highly recommend Descript for your editing needs. 
(laughs) And until next time, be kind and rewind.